Welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name is David Wheatley. We're here to talk leadership in small, bite-sized and practical chunks. Enjoy. Well, this week's episode, I'm going to have a quick word with the Chief People Officer of Honor Credit Union. And that person is Katie Berry, who was kind enough to come and join me and talk about a structure they're putting in place that uh, is identifying every role in the organization as per how it was going to sit in the future post uh, pandemic and as we start to emerge back into the world. Uh, I thought this was a really smart way of dividing the organization and identifying jobs early on. And, and they've done it with every job in the organization to say where it fits. And so this is a good conversation with Katie. But thank you for joining me today, Katie. And uh, I always start with just asking folks to share a quick 30-second biography of what got you to where you are today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, What got me to where I am today? That's a great question and one that's a little bit loaded, but I will share the the short version of it. I graduated from college with a, a bachelor's degree in human resource management, and I went into an assistant manager training program, followed by several HR roles at different organizations where I was on a two-year stint at each employer because I wanted something different after two years, which landed me finally at Honor Credit Union, where I have been for approximately 12 years, uh, starting in an HR and training role, moving to uh, director, VP, and now I am the chief people officer. So you've still managed to move every two years, even in the same organization, is that? Just about, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. We'll see if that two-year pattern changes. Uh, I don't know how many more steps there are after chief people officer. I'm pretty happy with this role and the challenges <laughs> it brings. It's <laughs> good. Well, and I appreciate you coming on because I just want to talk about one particular thing that you're doing as we return to work that I think is is a pretty cool way of laying out some structure that's going to help with people understanding what where their role fits in this uh, new world that we're living in. And I I know in your world, you had a a large operation center that was completely full to overflowing. Mm -hmm. We're looking at expanding it in about uh, January 2020. And now don't want to expand it because you're not going to have as many people in there. And this is part of that drive. So to help me understand how you're redefining the different roles in your organization post-COVID. Sure. So 2020 taught us more than anything how we can work virtually and do so successfully. Um, We had a mentality and a belief that we had to have everybody sitting under one roof or in our case, multiple roofs, because we do have uh, multiple locations, including the UP. And what 2020 taught us is that we can find ways to work uh, more efficiently and effectively being remote. And then the piece that comes with it are what the team is looking for, uh, for a little bit more flexibility in their work schedule. So we can do all of that and still get the job done and get the job done well. Um, so you so- learned that, you learned that through the process, but you didn't just say, okay, we can do all that. You, you've actually said, let's put some structure to that so that it's clear moving forward where people fit. We did. Uh, we interviewed our team or surveyed our team a couple of times to come to the conclusion that our team does like doing some of the head down work remotely and can do it remotely. And they also like the interaction and some of the uh, collaboration that happens in person. 
Uh, so they want a blend of that. So that produced our blended work strategy, which allowed us to come up with four different categories that all positions were evaluated under. So we have residents, and those are the people that spend at least 60% uh, of their time on site. Uh, we have flex positions, which those are about one to three days a week on site. A mobile position, they're a day or so here and there. And then your truly remote positions, which will only be in-person on a, an occasional basis. Okay, so let's just have a look at those. So resident position, 60 plus percent of your time, you're gonna be on site. So you're in the credit union world, I'm assuming that a teller, so somebody who puts money through the, the window to somebody in the drive-through is a resident position. That's accurate. Another example for more of the support kind of position, so we're not member facing, we're not in one of our member centers, would be somebody that physically handles the mail. So uh, we do have people that are on site to handle mail or documents to make sure that they get out to the right people and those people that they're getting them to may be working in a remote capacity. So that kind of defines the, the expectation of this is for most of the time you're going to be at a location, a fixed location. Correct. And so this job is required to be on site. Yes. For most of the time. Then your second one was the flex mm -hmm. position. Yep. So those individuals are consistently uh, one to three days per week uh, on site. Um, some great examples of that would be somebody, we talked about paperwork. So we have some um, individuals within one department that share responsibilities. So three days for one week, that person will be in office. And then the next two days, the other person will be and they do a rotational basis. But that way, the physical work on site gets done, yet they have the flexibility to work at the home office if they need to the other days of the week. So that's flex and coordinate. Flex and coordinate, yes. So we expect you should be able to work a couple of days at home and you need to coordinate that with the rest of the team so that there's good coverage um, for, the, for the whole. Right, right. Does that also introduce the idea of, I've been using um, the term core days which is going to be the new version in my mind of core hours when people said, oh, you can flex what your, your hours are, but you have to be here between 10 and two mm -hmm. every day. Are you seeing that happen where people say, you know, we expect you're only going to be in the office three days a week, but one of them has to be Wednesday. That could be an evolution. We haven't gone there yet because our business is the primary Monday through Friday. Um, we haven't had to do that yet for core days, but I can definitely see that being something that happens in the future. And those people would be expected to hot desk or hotel in some mm -hmm. form, like they don't have their unique space in the building. They're right, just... they would not have an assigned spot. So they could reserve a meeting space if they want something that's a little bit more um, flexible, casual, or they could have just the hotel pop-in space where they... Um, just need a landing spot while they're there. So it depends what their needs are for that day. Which means you're refiguring the building to have a lot more pop-in hotel space than designated office or cubicle space. Yes. Uh, this, this project, or I should say initiative, has not been done in one functional area. It's several areas working together. So we've got operations, facilities, looking at how our building is set up, um, HR working on it from a um, people side of what do we need. So yes, there are a lot of people working on this to make sure that we have the right space as people want to use the space and need to use the space. Okay, so we have resident, we have flex. The third one was, you called it mobile? Mobile, you say it much better, mobile. <laughs> <laughs> um, spends less than a day 
per week consistently on site. So these are your people that are just gonna, you know what, I have an in-person meeting with a, a member. I'm going to pop in and work here a couple of hours before and after my meeting. They're gonna be the ones that are either using the meeting space or the hoteling space where they don't need multiple screens to work from. They can just land on a high top table somewhere and, and knock things out for a couple of hours. That's That will be this group. Right. And so you're talking about kind of a day or less a week that they'd be in the, the main office, but they, because you have branches scattered all over the place, they may be at a branch visiting with a member or somebody, but and use that space while they're there. Yep. Does that also mean that kind of four days a week, they could be at home doing the work if that's suitable? Absolutely. So, okay. So, and then the final one was um, virtual. Remote. Remote. Yes. So they they are 95 or 99% of the time they're remote. They only come in to a, a location for special occasions, or maybe it's a team building get together event. Um, there we, we offer a, an office reimbursement uh, setup. So they would be eligible for that. They would be able to make sure that they have an ergonomically correct desk and those things. Um, but they're they're doing their work just like this. So they'd be expected five days a week they're at home, maybe twice a year or something like that. They come in for a team event or an all hands event, if that's even feasible. But that could mean that they are located across the other side of the country. That could. Mm -hmm. So those simple four things, and you've applied those to every role in the organization. We have. We worked through each position um, with the leaders of that area. Um, and then we will roll those out. So the position itself was evaluated, but then we need to know that the individual within the position is a fit for whatever designation they receive. So right. somebody that's brand new to the organization, depending on what their role is, may not be ready for remote work right off the bat. So we wouldn't have them categorized as a, a remote individual until they've completed or maybe hit some um, triggers along the way to say, yep, they're ready for remote work. Okay, so, so that can help people again if you say, hey, this is expected to be on site for the first three to six months. And then the expectation is you move to being remote. Right. Uh, and and the, the reason I like this is it's really putting clarity up front that if I'm applying for a job or if even I'm in a job and I'm looking at the person next to me and saying, how come they get to only come in once a week? It's a matter of because their role is defined that way. And if you want to only come in once a week, you have the opportunity to take that role with the right qualifications, interview, et cetera. Right. It really does depend on each role. And we, we went through it. It was kind of a painstaking process. So thank you to the team that, that went through that uh, to have those conversations and really understand each role and the functions and what would be necessary for it to be an on-site or a remote position. And that really is what led us to some of that flex and mobile discussion too, because if it's only once a week and it's a small function that they need to perform, but it still makes sense for that position and that department to perform it, then we're not going to say that that's a resident position or or a remote position. It just means that somebody needs to cover it. The other kind of the, the flip side to this too, that we've kind of been learning as we go is that not everybody wants to be remote all the time. So there are some people that are in a position designated as remote and maybe they just don't have the space at home or maybe they just love the interaction with coming into work and seeing people. Yes, yes. Um, We will make space available for them to make sure that they have that option to be a resident. So these are designators for the role, but they don't, they're not locked in. Right. And, And so for somebody who wants to come, somebody who's maybe in that flex role, 
but wants to be at the office because they find that's the best work environment for them, you're not going to fight them about whether they're in for five days or not. Right. We'll find that spot for them. Right. Right. But you, are you finding many of your people are appreciating that flexibility on, on the back of the last 18 months? Uh, yes. People are very happy to have the opportunity to come in where for so long we were told you can't come in unless you you need to be here. Um, so we are kind of in the probably seeing more people on site than we had or maybe expected to at first. Um, so we're trying this out. We're just introducing this to our team. So in a couple of months, we'll be able to give more information of how it's going now that it's actually in application. Um, but so far, we've had a good response and understanding and kind of the evaluation. Well, maybe we'll get you back in a few months uh, <laughs> to see how it's going. And if your hair's sticking up and all gray and <laughs> flustered, you will know it's not working as well as you hope. Right. So, right. so um, and my last question then, so where's the chief people officer fit on these four categories? Uh, we made a commitment that our team, if you're leading a team, so if you're a manager, if you're a VP, uh, we need to serve our team just like we serve our members. So we should meet them when, where, and how they want to be met. So I will be in probably the flex or mobile category. Um, I'll be in office some days. I'll be remote some days. Uh, but it really depends on what the needs of the team are. Right. That's which makes some sense given the fact all of your team is spread all over yes. Michigan. So. Well, thank you for sharing that, Katie. I look forward to hearing how it's going. And I uh, appreciate you being willing to share your team's wisdom um, with the rest of us. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how this all falls out as we go back to work, whatever yes. that looks like. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you. That was the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name's David Wheatley. For further information about Humanity, go to humanity.com or check out our latest book, What Great Teams Do Great, from all good bookstores. Have a good one. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.